0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to The Real Side of Wrestling. Today I am joined by a true journeyman of our industry and I'm so thankful to have landed this interview. I don't know that I'm the first since he has come back on the scene, but I'm definitely going to be the most in-depth. My interview today is with Barry Horowitz. Thank you so much for your time, Barry.
1: Oh, thank you for your time and having me on.
0: That's Mr. Technical, Barry Horowitz. Mr. Technical Barry Horowitz, so so we're no no longer the winner, okay. No, no, the the winner's gone. (laughs) I tease, I tease. Okay, so uh, (laughs) let's get right into it. Um, Sure. You you started your career, uh, 1979, you were trained by Boris Malenko. Um, Mm. Before we get into that part of your training, um, Mm -hmm. I found out that you were actually a student at Florida State University and on the wrestling team there. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the transition from um, college wrestling or aAU wrestling or, or um, mm-hmm. uh, Olympic wrestling into professional wrestling how How did that transition go for you?
1: well, first of all i 'm glad you brought that up. Not too many people know that about me. I never advertised it in the twenty years that I was on the road to anybody because It's just, oh, you think you're this or that, or somebody wants to try in. It's not that I'm afraid or anything. It's just, it's stupid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that were uh, judo experts and MMA experts and boxing and everything, and a lot of people didn't advertise it. But getting back to your original question, night and day to transition, um, it actually hindered me. It um, It was a bump in the road for me, transitioning from amateur to professional and Malenko had to basically just stretch it out of me or pull it out of me to mm-hmm. transition and it took probably for me to loosen up and all that months and par months but once i got it then it it went well because i knew i had to or you
0: can't be a pro wrestler right right that's a <laughs> very true story very true story now now even now transitioning though because in the 70s and 80s obviously People were nowhere near as small as they were today, and me and you kind of had that discussion earlier about the internet mm-hmm. wrestling community and and all of mm-hmm. that um, right i would i would think that that back then they would have wanted more snugness to you know to to keep that k even even realer but but that's not the case no well you gotta understand if
1: if you're going amateur and you're hooking a leg or great vining and so forth it's not it's not a it's not a um it's not um, nece- it's not a necessity for right. that in pro wrestling. So you got to be careful because things can, first of all could get boring, and so- somebody could seriously get hurt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that that is and so true. it, it, it doesn't look that. as pretty. What's uh, that? I said we've 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 seen that happen, um, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs>
2: um,
0: we won't get into the Brad Anderson issue, but whatever. Uh, okay. Wow. Yeah, uh, well, if you haven't seen it, there, there's there's actually a, uh, a a thing going around the internet right now where a guy. Actually, Ole I don't Anderson... know. I
1: don't know what you're talking about.
0: Okay, there, there's a thing on the internet right now where Ole Anderson's son just shot on a kid uh, at a show, um, and and what? literally just beat the living piss out of him uh, because he could. Okay. Uh And and well, you know it was ma- it was mainly with a lot of amateur style uh, wrestling grappling holes, and but but I mean just the way he did it was very professional and very um i don't know this is only anderson's son yeah brad anderson this this is a really hot topic story on the internet right now
1: have no, um, and it, when did this happen
0: uh mike was this last weekend i believe i believe, I believe so yeah yeah okay and this was that uh, mike a, is not wrestler. Wrestler. just know <laughs> was this at a wrestling show yes yes he did this at a show he, he literally and wasn't I'm, I'm kind of glad that, that we started off on amateur wrestling and transitioned into this because mm-hmm. that that brings up another topic that I definitely want to get into with you. Mm-hmm. Early in your career, um, you know, if if somebody went into business for themselves, that was handled away from people out in the crowd. Things never, real fights never transpire in the room. Am I incorrect in that analogy of uh, early I think- professional wrestling?
1: No, I think there was some you didn't know about it, or it wasn't it wasn't publicized, or it spilled out into the locker room. Basically, nothing really. It, yeah, it's not it's not professional. It's it's kind of ignorant. It's stupid, and uh, I mean temper flare. So you get snug, and um, you lock up with somebody. You're you're a little bit tighter, or you throw a a shooting punch, or a shooting leg down uh, takedown, or cinch down on the ankle or the leg or the knee joint or the elbow. You know mm-hmm. that, and there's no reason. There is no reason. Okay, if you're that tough, join the UFC. Okay, tough guy. You know, because you're going to last about one minute with these guys. I mean, these guys. This is we what this it. is what Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, Frank Mir, Brock Lesnar. This is what they do, and they do it well. Anderson Silva. I can go on and on
0: because I studied yeah, yeah. both
1: of these. I'm oh,
0: um, I love the MMA. Oh yeah, love fantastic. It. Um, As far
1: as doing that as a joke or tuning somebody up, it's not cool. It's unprofessional. Unless the guy is physically attacking you, there's something wrong. Something has to be done. It's almost a self-defense maneuver. But to do it for the hell of it and think it's a joke, that's not funny at all. It's ignorant. You're not a real pro.
0: No, so so the story goes that uh, apparently uh, Brad Anderson, who is Oli Anderson's son, Gene's also something. has a son.
1: It's
2: Gene Anderson. Um, so
0: I'm, I'm, sorry, I keep saying Oli. It's Gene Anderson. Oh, it's son, Gene. Okay.
2: Gene's son. Yep. Yeah,
0: Gene Anderson's son. Thank you, thank you, Mike. I apologize. Yep. <laughs> so the Oli, to Oli Anderson's son, I'm sorry. I hope I hope you don't come kill me. Um, <laughs> um, no, but uh, so so Brad Brad Anderson is, is Gene Anderson's son, and okay. he also has a son who is a professional wrestler. And apparently the kid that he beat up, that that Mm -hmm. Brad Anderson beat up, uh, I don't know if he took liberties with with Brad's son or or what the Mm -hmm. story is there, but they they were on a show together a month previous Mm -hmm. and something transpired and Brad didn't like it. So Brad got booked on this show uh, with this kid and Mm -hmm. literally just, Beat the piss out of him for I don't know forty five minutes forty five seconds a minute something like that. Um, right. To the point that the people filming the people filming realize something's wrong. What the hell is wrong with this guy? You
1: yeah. Um, it kills the whole atmosphere and everything. It's it's a space. Uh, let me ask you
0: this real quick. Say, how old How old is Brad Anderson? Ah, uh, you know I I don't know the answer to that. Mike, do you? I I'm I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, I reasonable, man. Uh, Yeah, he's
2: 50. He was born in 69.
1: Okay. That's what right, I thought. I'm, okay. Yeah. I do know him. I've met him. He's If I'm not mistaken, I I don't know where I met him, but he's got brown hair at the time. Yeah. This is a long well, time ago. So, okay, like, so, this is the Brad Anderson I know. Was really a cool guy. And yeah, this is a long long time ago. And by the way, when I first went to Crockett Promotions mm-hmm. from Vince McMahon senior and that was my first territory. I spent 2 years there. I was getting I was my first couple of matches and every now and then, but my first couple were with Gene Anderson. And let oh, me wow. tell you something. That was that was a pulling teeth match. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh yeah, imagine. was it it was it was a not my, not my cup of tea, but it's part of paying dues. Nothing happened to me. Right. I mean, we got snug with each other, and he's mm-hmm. doing shooting moves and amateur moves, and I am too. And he he's trying to blow me up in the ring, and that ain't happening because my cardio is phenomenal. I'm a friggin' machine. Not trying to put. My I hear
0: that a me, lot. From, I hear that a lot from 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 people who I interviewed, That you know, they get in there with these lousy vets, and and that's what they want to do. They want to blow them up. They want to run them yeah. out and see what they got. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sometimes that
1: of ten it doesn't work. That's, but I, it's I not cool either. Again, it's not cool. See, there's a, I don't believe in games. I mean, you want to joke around in the locker room like you know, and be normal. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's business inside the ring. Keep the match professional. Keep the match over. Don't be, you know, don't be a jerk. And if well, you I are, and if you are, and you're doing that, it depends wh- where you are on the card and what company you're working for. You wonder why you're there. You wonder why you're not making much money, and you're mm-hmm. in some um, small venue in some state. I'm not going to go into uh, different parts of the United States, but you wonder uh, why. See what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and no, and no, then no, there's some
0: pros that it. do that, and it's stupid. And, 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 and I think you'll agree with me on this. As a referee uh, of this industry, one of the things that kills me is when they bury me and then get angry that, that they buried me. It's like, you just buried me, and you expect me to have some authority. Um, yeah, I, yeah. One thing I noticed in watching your matches, even in your heelist of heel stages, you never ever buried—not—not—not—not uh, not, not, not one person, not the referee or the guy no. you the the ring. Yes. There's it, no it reason was almost, to why I wasn't taught that way. Right, and it, it, it was almost like that. But it, I was—I was, I was going to get there. But it, that, it was almost like you know, there was, you, you could tell the respect that you had for this industry, and and I think yeah. that something that nowadays, um, I'm not going to say all because I've met a, a plethora of great guys that are in the business today that, that, that do have it, that do have that respect, but more mm-hmm. and more these these 40-milers, these kids that, that you know, they're, they're superstars in their town mm-hmm. uh, because they they live there, uh, mm-hmm. they, they just don't get it. Um, yeah. They've been in the wrestling there, business
1: two weeks and they know everything.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and, you know, to further that, they've maybe had a week of training. You know, they, yeah. they, they don't even know how to take a bump properly. And, and, and it, you, it, it just kills, me. It kills You want me. to hear something so, that's pretty
1: cool advice that I learned? I learned something from almost every veteran or every guy in the business, either what to do or what not to do. But I've learned something from everybody's got something. Uh, it, some of it pertains to life. Some of it pertains to wrestling. This was a pretty good one by Steve Kern, and I love it. So you go up to a guy and you're going to wrestle them, but you don't know them. So a lot of guys go, well, how long have you been wrestling? How long have you been working? And the guy will go, oh, two or three years. And you go, but see, you could say two or three years, but think about it, two or three years steady, or two or three years you've been in the business and you only had a few matches. So what Steve Kern would do is go, how many matches have you had? <laughs> now think about that. Now think about it. You've been in the business three years, Okay. Uh-huh. In three years, did you have five matches? Or you say to Steve, you go, you have been in the business three years, and I've had 500 matches. Now, that's a different story. See what I'm yeah. getting
2: at? Okay.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. You've been steady three years. So I like that. I learned that from Steve Kern. It's pretty cool. Plus, Steve Kern's a good guy, and he's an excellent wrestler. And he's from Florida, so
0: there. <laughs> you know, I've got a lot of great memories of watching Steve Kern. Uh, and his in- dad is a war hero. Oh wow! Amazing. Mm-hmm. I love. I love yep. to hear that. I love to hear that. Yep. My yep. My, mm-hmm. my, uh, my father is a war hero. So was my grandfather. Actually, uh, my father mm-hmm. was in Vietnam. My grandfather was in uh, mm-hmm. the Korean War and World War II. So, right. Um, long lineage of military in my family. I wish I could have gone, uh, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, my hearing kept me out. So, ah, uh. what? Yeah, it sucks. So let, let let me ask you this now, Barry, because, you know, again, you are from a different era of professional wrestling, sports entertainment, and, and, and I bring up both because my question is, which is it? Is it sports entertainment, or is it professional wrestling, or does it really, does it matter on the company? It's both. Okay, explain. It's both. It's both.
1: It's the bottom line, it's both.
0: So, for for those that say it's professional wrestling but it's not sports entertainment, what do you say to those people? Or it's one or not the? Well, other? that's I mean, how do you, number how one. Do you, how do you combine the two? Yeah, some don't know what they're talking about, but then some it's just their opinion.
1: Think about it. You got think about what I'm about to say. You got the professional wrestling. You got the ring. You got the music and what have you. You got the technical moves. You got the flamboyant moves. You have got the you know, the the Hardcore matches, tables, ladders, and chairs. So if you mix those two, you've got professional wrestling with sports entertainment. It's a no-brainer. It has to be that way. Now, back in the 60s, it was probably just pro wrestling. But I would say since Hulk Hogan and the rock and roll era and MTV, sports entertainment.
0: And especially since Vince changed his name to World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, and you know, a lot of people say he did that to, you know, get past a lot of the athletic commission regulations and rules. Wow. And, uh Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whether or not, and, and here's the reality: right. I've reached out. I've reached out to the WWE media department numerous times, numerous mm-hmm. times, and they give the most corporate ass answers you could ever imagine. Um, <laughs> so cool. I just I refuse to put them on. I'm, I'm not I'm not putting that on the air. You're going to give me a real answer. Or I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer question. Right. You know it is what it, right. it is. <laughs> um but you know <laughs> when it when it comes down to it, you either did it because you wanted to bypass the athletic commission, or you did it because you really feel that you're you know a movie making type mogul um mm-hmm. who who does professional wrestling as a part of your movie um mm-hmm. and 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 I think there's a fine line between the two um sure, and I'd like to know which reason he did it for um personally, and I a lot of other people' to like to know that. Well, I
1: thought it was changed because of WWF, wasn't that? Um,
0: stood for. Um, now, now the name change. The name change, uh, as well right. as the WWF, the call letters or whatever. He could have come up with a different name other than entertainment. I think at the end of the day, well, uh you. Know, yeah. I think it adds uh, appeal to it. No, I, I, to, I his really, product, at the time, to his product. To his product. Right, and at the time, you know, you, you got to think he had just taken over the entire. The entire entity that was professional wrestling he recently just bought out WCW and acquired a lot of the NWA footage uh, acquired mm-hmm. uh, right. You know uh, a lot of the floor and championship wrestling footage and the WWE Network was, was fixing to come into fruition and uh, mm-hmm. The XFL had just failed so you know He was really reaching for a lot of things at this sure. point when mm-hmm. that when that name change came about uh, but the World wildlife fund and uh, you know, I think Bobby Heenan said it best during his, during his uh, you know, Hall of Fame induction. He brought up, you know, that when he was in there, there was a weasel and a and a bulldog, and and the the WWF was nothing but a bunch of animals. <laughs> you even had a guy named the Animal. Um, That's true. You know, so yep. um, again, the the World Wildlife Fund and the, and the World Wrestling Federation have been in at, at, up in arms for decades, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when that finally settled. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, that was what it was, you know. But I think right. it's always interesting to find out, you know, or, or to hear the different opinions of is it pro wrestling or is it sports entertainment, and can it be both
2: right. um, at
0: the same time? Especially when you couple in the factor of what they call, and and I'm I'm a, somewhat of an expert in this field, deathmatch match wrestling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. What are your thoughts on deathmatch match wrestling? Now that that's a Start contracts from your, you know, general hardcore table platters, and chairs. We're talking light tubes and barbed wire and violence for the sake of violence. Um, does it have a place in professional wrestling, such as comedy? Uh, okay. Is it, uh, does it? Does it? Um, add, add a little bit of uh, uh, negativity to what professional wrestling is today. What is your opinion on death? Okay. Comedy? This is my
1: total opinion. And I'm going to make a fair assessment. First of all, real quick, I want to say I miss Bobby Heenan. He was an icon in this business, greatest manager, great guy, and funny as hell, by the way. I, I just I wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Um, as far as – this is how I look at it. My style of wrestling, which is the style of a lot of other guys uh, in my era or in my company, in my circle – Uh, Tony Gurria, Rick Martell, uh, Tim Horner, uh, Brad Armstrong, the Armstrong family, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, the whole Hart family, Mm -hmm. uh, different people in all Japan. These are technical wrestlers. That's what I like. That's my forte. I'm not going to knock other things I used to, but it's my opinion. But, see, at the end of the day, on the marquee outside Madison Square Garden or the Philadelphia Spectrum or any other building, the Dothan, the Dothan, Alabama Farm Center, it says on the marquee, <laughs> wrestling. It right. doesn't say bulbs and spark plugs and what have you, but that's fine. It adds appeal. It adds something to it. It can't be every match, so it's great variety because the people that come there, they see a ladies' match, they see a midget match, they see a wrestling match, they see a hardcore match. Um, I just look at it, if I'm sitting in the in the crowd as a fan and I'm an enthusiast, of pro wrestling, and I watch MMA and so forth, uh, they're basically looking at a guy, and I'm not saying all of them, but the way their their attire and and the the shape they're in, and they're doing nothing that represents wrestling whatsoever, so they're going, well, I could do that that's that's just a fight in a in a, in a barroom alley or something or a barroom or or something on the street. see mm-hmm. so it doesn't I'm not looking when I see a superplex off the top or a reverse salto or a German suplex with a bridge or a Cornish height or a beautiful leg drag, arm drag, top wrist lock, bottom wrist lock, I'm going, whoa, this guy's been trained, and he's been trained professionally, and he knows what's happening. He's not a boxer. He's a wrestler. He's a grappler. Mm -hmm. See, that enthuses me, and I think a lot of other people are like that, but then a a lot of people are, are the opposite, or they just want to see that. That to each his own
0: at the end of the day, that's my opinion and and you know i i, I think i can i can i can get on board with that i, I think I can okay. respect that uh, okay. and, and the reality is, is you know when I broke in in nineteen ninety eight professional wrestling was <clears throat> was still on the marquee and it's still on the marquee at even the death night shows that i do um you know uh mm-hmm. and, and and i'll be honest with you and and I, this brings me to my next question um mm-hmm. A lot of the guys, not not all of them, but a lot of the guys coming up in the deathmatch scene today, actually do wear tights, and they they do know how to do it on drag, and they they oh, okay. do add a little bit. Of, they do add. A, they do try to add a little bit of psychology to right what they're doing, and not That's just good. swing a set of tubes to you know for, <laughs> for a reason. Like sure you know, they they they're, they're setting up the spots and, and the gimmicks, but they're telling a story the the whole way through, and I think that. I think that says a lot about just how far professional wrestling has come today. However, sure. a lot of fans—and again, we're talking about you know the internet wrestling community here—not necessarily myself or, or right. my producer Mike—but um, a lot of fans still like psychology in, in wrestling. Uh, they like a story followed told. The, right? Has fallen by the wayside. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you keep up with wrestling today, uh, as a whole? And if so, what are your thoughts on whether or not there there's still uh, a story being told in the ring? Not just not just what not, right. not just the vignettes that, that lead into the match, but the match right. in and of itself. Well, there is there is some
1: stories told. I don't watch the product, I, I, I don't have time and um I'm busy doing other things. If I'm flipping the channels and I see Kurt Angle against Triple H, I will stop and watch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, that's because that's my style. If I Mm -hmm. see a hardcore match, I'll look and I'll go, boy, I'm not doing that. I'm not falling off that cage or dropping 35 feet on my back and stuff. (laughs) So that's what not to do for me. But like I said, it it takes many. It takes many to, to build a house, so to speak. And, um, it takes all kinds is what I'm saying at so that's what that's what I do when i'm when i'm um when I'm watching okay mm-hmm. you,
0: what are your thoughts as far as you know again, this is going off the internet wrestling community, and one of the mm-hmm. kind of hot button issues there right now is mm-hmm. should wrestlers have an off season? should there be a time off for them now? You know, again, in stark contrast to when you were on the road, you know, mm-hmm. 350, mm-hmm. 340, 350 days a year, mm-hmm. the guys that are currently under contract for Vince, I think the majority of them have 230, 240 days, so about 100 days less than what you would have worked in a, in a general year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you think that matters now? Do, should there still be you know should they still be given an off season? Maybe not used and sent home for three months to rest and recuperate. Mm, and, I don't know. You know what, what, are, what are your thoughts?
1: It's kind of tricky. Um, it's uh, it depends on um, uh, it depends on the situation and what they're doing with you, how much you're being used. How if you're taking care, of, you know. I was on when I first started. Well, second. A, a stint with wwf i was wrestling every night and then you'd go home for two days come back the most you'd get off is a week and i oh, think wow. they close sometimes for christmas i think I, i'm almost positive i've wrestled thanksgiving i think i remember being in the philadelphia spectrum celebrating thanksgiving during the day if i'm not mistaken because we had a survivor series I'm gonna right. say
0: if I if I think if I think correctly, I think the eighty-seven, eighty-eight, and eighty-nine Survivor Series, and Mike, my my historian here, can verify this. I think they were all held on Thanksgiving Day, and then yes. after that, they went to the day before. And then they went to the Sunday schedule. So Mike right. can you verify that for me. Eighty-seven and eighty-eight were okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. thought I remembered them because. Again, you know, and and we talked about this off the air, about how I felt I was so blessed to grow up in the 80s, you know, and cable TV was such a hot thing, man, you know. Uh, So the Survivor Series pay-per-view, you know, was obviously going on at my house. Um, Right. uh, So, you know, again... Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about your, your early career. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you won uh, the vacant uh, Florida Championship Wrestling uh, mm-hmm. title, is that correct? Mm-hmm. The Florida hey, I won, title,
1: Sorry. Yeah, I won that. I won that and it um, was at the University of Tampa because the armory was closed, the, for, the iconic building, the Fort Hesterly Armory. Anybody who's mm-hmm. anybody has been through there on a Tuesday night in Tampa. I mean, it was extremely popular and iconic, and then they closed it. Uh-huh because it became an, uh, an active armory. They did it at a couple times, so they held it at the Spartan Sports Center, which is the um, University of Tampa. I defeated Mike Graham that night, which was basically passing the torch. First of all, the Florida title has been held by greats, and normally they would go on to the world title. Uh, noted uh, noted uh, people, Brian Blair, Steve Kern, uh, top contender, I mean big shot, um, Jack Briscoe, Paul Jones. Betsy Rose had that belt, didn't he? I, I don't know. I don't remember. He he probably had. But it was an honor to carry that belt. And, and, and here I am yeah. in St. Petersburg, Florida. So it was like, it was every dream come true. Defended at the Bayfront Center, which is an, another iconic building in my hometown, and um, all over the state of Florida. It was just, uh, it was spectacular. It was dream come true. Uh,
0: Working for Florida Championship Wrestling and and knowing what an entity it was and what a territory it was back in the mm-hmm. you know back at that time, mm-hmm. uh, and and if I'm not mistaken, that's where you made your start. Is that correct with Florida Championship Wrestling?
1: Well, no, not really. Actually, okay. I started with Malenko and I did little shows, little independent shows around the state okay. of Florida, and then, believe, <laughs> yeah, then I, from there. I, I, what we did was there was nothing, I needed to leave. I needed to leave Florida and I needed to wrestle more often. So uh, he gave me a list, had all different promoters' names on it. And I just picked, uh, I picked the Northeast, lived in um, New Jersey for about, I guess, two years or so. But I contacted Gorilla Monsoon at his house for a tryout. Oh, wow. It worked. It worked. He told me to be in Allentown, Pennsylvania. You go there on a Tuesday night. Wednesday was Hamburg, Pennsylvania. I did that for about a year, if not more, every three weeks. In those two days, I would wrestle six to seven times for Vince Sr.
0: Talk about a schedule. Jesus. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because you hear guys today, you know, well, I'm going to be on the road the next six days. Well, <laughs> welcome to the business, kid. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, y you, you, again, it's just a complete difference in in the errors of uh you know, the traveling, and a lot of places, you know, don't run on Mondays and Tuesdays anymore because of Raw and SmackDown. Nobody wants to run against it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard for people to get you know, Wednesday through Sunday bookings on a, on a steady basis unless you're willing sure. to really, you know, travel. And even then, mm-hmm. you know, again, there's not a whole lot of money to be made in it. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned right out of uh, Boris Malenko, you, you did some indies. And I'm interested because yeah. I, I hear, I have heard rather, you know, Ivan Koloff told some stories, and I believe uh, Nikita as well on, on the podcast about outlaw organizations that would run in these yeah. territories. Now, what is the difference between an outlaw organization okay. and the independent that you okay. were able to work for for Boris?
1: Okay. Basically, this is how that worked. Um, when I worked for Boris, he would, bu- he would, Mr. Malinko, he would book shows. He would know different people, mm-hmm. and they were just small shows in Florida. And just here and there, they didn't pay much, but they did pay, and they were experienced, and some veterans were there. Those were outlaw because, at the time, Florida Championship Wrestling was going, and others were going. So that was a no-no. Now it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, and I could speak about it. If you interviewed me when I first started, I wouldn't even bring this up. I would say I never wrestled an outlaw. Never. But... Now, what's the difference between that and an Indy? That's what indies are. Indie shows. But, Everybody does them. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with them. Well,
0: now do you, so. think, do you think indies would go by the wayside should the territories ever be toned? Uh, I think they would still, per-
1: you know, they would still be there, but maybe it would get cut in half because there's more work because the territories are back in business.
0: Is, is there is there a place for territories in today's wrestling? I don't, world?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. nah. I just don't see it. I mean, you could try and but mostly it's just companies trying to either just do their own thing or compete with Vince, which is
0: suicide. Well Well I don't I don't know. AEW seems to have the thought that they can compete—I uh, do not no. know whether whether or not they're going to try to do it on Mondays. But you know, they they've got the Jacksonville nope. go Jaguars. Oh, no. I
1: no. don't think they're trying to compete against Vince. I just think they're just a wrestling company, and I'd love to be a part of them because I've been contacting them to be a coach or a trainer. So uh, no, I'm definitely interested in, in that company, and I also like the WWE. First come, first serve in my book.
2: But yeah. no,
1: nothing against him. I've heard a lot of good things about him. I'm just saying no, I have too. Many, anybody that says that they're going to knock Vince out of business, I mean, and really mean it, normally it doesn't happen, and good luck doing that.
0: Well, but I think, I think the difference between a Tony Khan who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and the financial guru behind AEW and uh, an impact ran by Dixie Carter is the amount of money. Tony Khan yeah. is, a, is, a, is a billionaire, and, and right. Vince, McMahon, Vince McMahon said this on live national TV after he took over WCW. How do you beat a billionaire? You become one. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if that's the case,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Tony Khan is already a billionaire, what are the chances that he could compete? I, I'd say if, if that is yeah. a, a proponent to compete. To being able to be a viable competition, then maybe maybe AEW has something there. Yeah, good luck to
1: everybody. I mean, great! It gives more opportunities for me and other people that you Mm -hmm. know or can't go somewhere else or what have you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just like guys go to Japan. I would love to get a trial for AEW. I'd love to go to Japan. That's definitely on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've I've always been a huge fan of Japan uh, Mm -hmm. wrestling. Uh, big Japan, New Japan. Um, uh, I watched a match the other day, and and you know I brought this up earlier about you know things going awry during the match. Uh, and I don't remember the big guy's name that Antonio Inoki beat the living piss out of, but this guy was just no selling him. And um, uh, Mike, do, do do you know the match I'm talking about? It, it was a big hairy guy. He looked like Bastion Booger. I swear to God he did. Yeah, it was. Uh, a great, uh, I think it
2: was the Great uh, Antonio.
0: Okay, all right, and Antonio Inoki, correct? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Bill Burr, Bill Burr did a commentary on this match, and mm-hmm. Antonio Inoki, after five minutes of trying to work with with this guy, uh, the great Antonio, just finally had enough, and, I mean, he just welled him <laughs> right in the face and knocked him out, and then he started kicking him in the face. And by the time the referee, bless his heart, realized what was going on, he couldn't stop him. Yeah, it was,
2: the, it was the great Antonio. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was, it was something to behold. And that, I think mm. that was in the 80s. Yeah, it was, wow. it was something to watch. Well, um, I will tell you something
1: about Japanese wrestling. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's a, I heard there's a ton of companies there. I don't know if they went down, oh boy, but, yeah. but the pay scale is, it varies. But if you work mm-hmm. for New Japan or All Japan, that's the Mac Daddy. I work yeah. for All Japan. And let me tell you something. If you fly in there on a Monday, and Monday night, your match is not good, or you can't wrestle, you're on a plane Tuesday to the states. Oh wow. Yeah, they're not into cartoons. No cartoons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Learn how well, to wrestle. You up know, the I've, post. Got a, I've actually got a good friend over there uh, right now, Josh Crane. He's with uh, Big Japan, and I know that's a, a hardcore cool death match type company, but it's mm-hmm. still a very big company in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he is uh, he is just living it up. I'm I'm so proud of him. Josh, if you're listening, congratulations buddy. I'm glad you made yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've watched this. Kid, uh I think he's been around seven years now? He was trained by uh, current w, uh NXT referee Greg Wurz. Uh So he he comes from a, a, a knowledgeable place. Uh, I know Greg. Mm-hmm. I've known Greg for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh is just blown up. I'm I'm so happy for him. Oh, great. Uh, so yeah, it, it's good. I love, seeing, I love seeing good things happen to good people. Yeah, uh, so I do, too.
1: I agree. Totally.
0: No, you, you just spoke of uh, Japanese wrestling and that you can't be this year. And I actually have a question from uh, a, a, a listener of the show, Shaden. Uh, he wants to know, uh, number one, do you agree with Cornette? I'm not sure if... if he doesn't put any context on that, so I'm just uh, I'm going with, do you agree with everything Cornette says? Uh, and uh, the second question is, is wrestling gone too soft and cartoonish? Well,
1: um, I don't think it's gone not too soft or cartoonish. I mean, a little, you know, it has swayed that way. Getting back ten minutes ago, we never finished. Um, about the storylines and the angles and so forth. Oh, yeah. They're kind of rushed now because Mm -hmm. sometimes they do it well, and it should be done on TV and carried through to house shows. But in my opinion, back in the day, even with Vince, he did some good storylines, you know, like when when he would stick with it, you know, for a while, like uh, something, let's just, I'm just trying to grab something. um, Let's just say uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Bad News Brown something like that, or um, Demolition and the Road Warriors, okay? They kept it, you know, you want to keep that going, but my greatest recollection is the Florida Championship Wrestling. Now, I'm sure it's going back to Georgia and Alabama and uh, Jerry Jarrett, Tennessee. They do these angles and storylines. They would last months to six months to a year and never get boring. And I think they were well done. And really cool. Really cool. I enjoyed them. My my greatest to my memory. There's a ton. But my top of my list is Buddy Colt against Cowboy Bill Watts for the North American title. That angle ran for a year. Wow. Oh, it was incredible. Look it up. Look at all the different matches they had. Every kind of match. Lights Out match. Texas Death Rope match. Death match. Texas Bull Rope match. Steel Cage match, Lights Out match, I Quit match,
0: incredible, just crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, you know I enjoy those types of matches. I, I've actually gone back and, and, you know, YouTube is an amazing thing. and Oh yeah. The kids today, the kids today I, swear by it, but
1: <laughs> I I got something that you'll find funny, and it's not my type of match, but I did it. You know, I mean. I was working for Jared Promotions, and I was in a small town in Tennessee. I forgot who I was wrestling. I had a manager, and uh, tire buddy on the pole match.
0: I'm sorry, say that one more time.
1: Tire buddy on a pole match. You know what a tire buddy is? I don't. It's a it's it looks like a crowbar made out of wood, and you thump the tires to see if they're they got enough air in them truckers use them. Oh. So you've got to climb the pole to get the tire buddy to beat your opponent. Oh, Lord. I was in that kind of match. Tire buddy on the pole match.
0: Only in Tennessee, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That had to be for the Jarrett. Had to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way,
1: I want, I want to piggyback. Jerry Jarrett, awesome guy, awesome promoter. He mm-hmm. treated me very well. I like his mind for wrestling, storytelling. He was an agent with uh, WWF for a brief stint. I really don't know what happened, but um, I got nothing but good to say about Jerry Jarrett. He treated me very well, very fair. I've been to his house. I did promos there. Um, he's a nice man, and um, he's never did me wrong. So I just wanted to say that, and I've uh, talked to him numerous times when he was an agent for WWF, and he was fair guy. And you know, he's good he's got that genius mind for storytelling. Oh you know, like Eddie Graham, which by the way mm-hmm. was phenomenal in Florida. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I've I've watched a lot of uh documentaries on Florida Championship Wrestling and oh, yeah. a lot of stories of, of Mike talk about his uh talk about Eddie and, and Oh you know, yeah. Mike doesn't I don't think Mike gets enough credit. Uh you know, mm-hmm. he, he has a phenomenal mind for this industry. Oh, uh God, and, and, yes. I don't, I don't, I think people sleep on him. Uh, yeah, I they, really do. Yeah, uh, he was.
1: Yeah, he was a he, junior heavyweight champion. He was a state powerlifting champion. He's a great yeah. guy. He, he trained hard. A great, great baby face, in my opinion. Good, Good. promos. Um, I don't know. And his mind, yes, yes, he, his mind took after his father. And I've wrestled him just a couple of times, and. What a guy! Well, we spoke about one of them at the beginning of the show, right? That and I wrestled him in Davie, Florida, also. Just a a, just a regular just type match, and um, I forgot how long ago it was, but um, it was outdoors, and um, it was for a company called FOW. And I don't know if they're in business anymore, but anyway, it was an independent show, and uh, he's just a patient guy in the ring because he knows what he's doing. He's a he's a ring personified ring veteran. I mean, he's just... i never seen anybody like that, patient. And he could hold his own, too. So, yeah, I just... uh, I respect him a lot, and he's always treated me very well. And I wish... I was working for Eddie, and, of course, I was only there a month when he passed away. And uh, I really wish that didn't happen, because I got along with him good, and I think he had bigger plans for me. But Mike carried him on, and he liked me. And he's just a nice man, and it was a pleasure to... Know him
0: for the brief stint, but I uh, wish it would have been longer. Yeah. Uh, hey, and amen. Uh, I can. I can. I can't imagine coming into a territory and uh, you know, kind of uh getting a push and, and you know, getting close with a promoter just to just to have a pass. That, that yeah. Job. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So sorry about that. Yeah. Let's, let's kind of let's kind of transition a little. Well, let's continue on with our our Tennessee talk because you know I grew okay, up in old sure. Kentucky. The, the Louisville Gardens. Uh, you mentioned earlier uh, the, the, in Tampa, you know, the, the place that was a hotbed on Tuesday nights, and Louisville, Kentucky, on Tuesday nights. If you got a ticket to get in the Louisville Gardens, you were special. It, it yep. was constantly sold out. Uh, and and you know, I got the I had the pleasure of going to the Evansville Coliseum when it was selling out and singing it. And for me and my money, you cannot. You, you, there's just no comparison. To the World Gardens, and, and you yeah. know, I, again, I didn't get to go to the Nashville or the Memphis shows, and I'm sure those places were amazing. And they, they were, of course, the most you know, famous auditorium. I, I really wished that I had the pleasure of going there, uh, just yeah. just to see it as a building would have been, sure. been a pleasant. thing. Think now the parking lot, which is tragic, uh, yeah, horrible. Um, but well, you know, go, go ahead, please. Oh yeah. Sorry, uh, Louisville Gardens,
1: I wrestled there for Jarrett and for, for mm-hmm. Vince. And uh, you are right, it's iconic, home of uh, Muhammad Ali. And mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's a great city, too. I mean, there's a lot that's happened in Louisville, Kentucky. And it's not a bad drive from Nashville.
0: No, it's still really not. Yeah, I think it's like uh, two hours, I think is what it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and, you mm-hmm. know, I live in
0: Alabama, so I look forward to hitting Nashville. Now, what, part, what Alabama, part of Alabama do you live in? I'm in North Alabama. I'm I'm right dab smack in the middle of Muscle Shoals and Decatur. Uh, I'm I'm little oh really little town. I live in a little town, and and it's mm-hmm. the midpoint between Muscle Shoals and Decatur. So, muscle uh, Shoals. That's where yeah. That that's where um, respect uh, is recorded. What's that?
1: Respect. Aretha Franklin recorded respect here. Okay. That's also where the group Shenandoah
0: comes from. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I believe one of the band members of and Skinner is from here. I believe. I, I may be wrong. It may be, it may be somewhere else, but I, I'm pretty sure one of the band members from and Skinner is from Shows or Florence. Oh, yeah, California. yeah.
1: Yeah, because they refer to it in a song, because uh, my passion and hobby is country music. I've been, by the way, I might as well just throw it out there. I was in 1995 in a number one video of the year by Joe Diffie, Pick Up Man. Barry Horowitz was in there four times.
0: You know what? I, it is. It is so funny that you brought that up because I have I have watched that video in the past and it's a great and, song. And passing, in passing, said, "Man, that who? Why does he look so familiar to me?" So to <laughs> we'll find out now that that is actually you, and that's why you look familiar to me. Is, 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 that, is that, that is that is me? me. Uh, it is actually one of my favorite one of my favorite songs growing up.
1: Yeah, it's um, a pretty cool that. song, and that yeah. was filmed in um, Lewiston, Lewiston, uh, Tennessee, at a drive-in. Uh, we did that at 7:30 at night till about three in the morning. Oh
2: Lord!
1: Oh yeah.
0: Talk about it, it had to be now. I, it's a great song, but after hearing it 1,500 times in that in that seven hour period, you had to be over it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was cool. No, I, I didn't mind because it was just an honor to be there and be in that video. And you know, he was hot, Joe Diffie back then, and uh, oh yeah, the song was hot, the video was hot, so heck. I didn't care. I, I loved it. So.
0: You know, a lot of people don't know this, but Joe Dippy and Ricky Skaggs uh, recorded a uh, bluegrass album together, and it was phenomenal. So mm-hmm. if you are a Joe Dippy fan and you like bluegrass music, go look it up because it's yeah. really, Interesting. really, really good. Wow. Um, I, I only know that because, again, I grew up in Louisville. One of my jobs was at the Golf House in Louisville, Kentucky, which isn't far from where like the Louisville Garden is. And uh, they had a bluegrass festival, and both Ricky Skaggs and Joe Diffie came into my restaurant, and it was so cool to meet them both. Um, wow. You know, 18 years old, you know, young punk sure. kid, you know, bushing sure. tables, you know. Uh, and, and I was a huge country music fan, so I knew who they both were, uh, so, and they were both very polite and awesome. Right. So you're from Alabama or Louisville? Which one? I'm, from, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually from Dallas. Uh, I grew up, uh, I spent four years in Dallas. Uh, mm-hmm. Texas, and then um, uh, in 1984, my mom and me moved to Louisville, Kentucky, where my mom mm-hmm. met my father, um, mm-hmm. and um, or, or the guy that would become my father, rather.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, right. And
0: uh, they got married. Uh, they spent the next 33 years together. God bless those holes. Uh, mm-hmm. I miss them every single day. Um mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they they. Um, so,
1: they, so you're originally 84. from Dallas, Texas.
0: I am. I am originally from Dallas, Texas. I was born in Veterans Memorial Hospital, which, for those of you history buffs, know that is the hospital that John R. Kennedy was pronounced dead at. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah.
1: It's also um, where they filmed a lot of Texas uh, Texas Ranger, Walker Texas Ranger, mm-hmm. and Chuck Norris lived somewhere in the outskirts because Texas is so big. And also, you know, of course Devon Erics and of course Global Wrestling Federation. Yeah. So there's a lot. Yeah. Of going a, on. Lot, right. a
0: lot in Dallas, yeah.
1: But you didn't know this. You could tell a guy from Dallas, but you
0: can't tell him much. <laughs> that, you know what? That, that You can tell a guy a lot, but if you mention anything about his Cowboys, he will shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> or George Strait. Or, well, now, I'm, don't
1: you know me- what? It's, don't, as much don't knock I love, George Strait in
0: Texas or Willie and don't mess with Texas. I, I, as much as I love country, I'm not a fan of George Strait. I don't like his music. I, I, well, that's and, fine. And just don't even, say that in Dallas. And, well, you know, I, I probably never will, but, but here's what's even worse, and a lot of people disagree with me. I don't understand how the man won Entertainer of the Year when all he does is stand there and play a guitar. Like That's, just,
1: that's right. That's true. <laughs> that's true entertainment. And I'm going to tell you another thing about George Strait. I'm going to tell you another thing about George Strait that is a fact. He has more... Number one hit, yeah. Than anybody in this world, Elvis, that, Michael Jackson, yeah. nobody has more number one hits than George Strait.
0: And you know, ninety percent of his songs can be translated to the Russian world. That, that's oh that's, yeah. That's Believe true.
1: me. You get some of these guys on the side, I guarantee you, George Strait, Garth Brooks, Willie
0: Nelson, they're
1: wrestling fans. I guarantee I
0: guarantee it, it. yes. Yes, they have to be. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Garth Brooks song, much too young to feel this damn old, has been my mind mm-hmm. for about the last 20 years. So. <laughs> I, know just,
1: I know off the top of my head, John Anderson is a big wrestling yeah. fan. He loved Kurt Henning.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a mm. – you know – Let's talk a little bit about some of the guys, and and if this is a touchy subject, I understand we can we can skip all over it. But let's talk about sure. some of the guys that we have lost throughout the mm-hmm. years. The Kurt Hennings, the you know the Louis Spicol, Owen Hart, and Owen Hart. Yeah, you know what if Brady Boone, uh, Brady Boone. Yeah, just just a plethora of of guys. Yep, uh, Brad Armstrong, Hall, uh, Brad Armstrong. Yeah, I mean the Bob Erics. Um, yep. You know, with everything we know today with the c t e and and just all that all the all the technology that, that mm-hmm. says you know professional mm-hmm. wrestling is, is a very dangerous uh, sport um, do you think that had we had that information then that the outcome would have been any different for some of these guys? maybe I think some guys just in Again, this is my opinion.
1: Some guys just lived in that fast lane, and, you know, too much, too soon, the fast lane, you let it consume you. You mix that's a deadly potion, and you're going to wind up dead. I mean, you just can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Okay, you got a brand new car. You got a Maserati, a 2019 Maserati. So you spin the tires every day. After six months, the tires start to bald the transmission starts to slip. The -hmm. same with a body. You can't be going to bars every night doing uh, recreational drugs or whatever you want to call them or performance enhancing or alcohol that's way over the limit and then get three hours sleep and then... You you just can't do it. You can't.
0: And you shouldn't. And you're not a real pro. Well, now, to be fair, to be fair, uh, a a former 16-time world champion made a living doing that. So, uh, well... Yeah, uh,
1: but if we're, uh, are you referring to Ric Flair? I am, I am.
0: Okay, but I think it's kind of catching up to him, don't you think? Well, yeah, but, I mean, he's made it to his 70s. I mean, we're, yes. we're talking about guys that never had that opportunity that essentially okay. kind of lived the well, same life. Um, I think he still know. kept a lid on it, though,
1: to a point, because I will give credit. I think I've been around, and he's partied and everything, but he was first on race day and still pulled off the match. Because he wasn't, he still was moderating it. He wasn't going crazy and mixing other things. Otherwise, guess what? He'd be dead. <laughs> you have to be. You're just. You're not. You're not ten foot tall and bulletproof.
0: Well, that's that's very true. That's very crude. well.
1: <laughs> so, you're on you get it do what
0: I'm getting at. I will. do.
1: It will catch up to you, and and it still doesn't make it right. And you know, I mean, heck. Uh, I mean, yeah, just um, I, I just I just uh, like the machines in our business. And, you know, as far as the machines, as far as, you know, just going like, I don't know, off the top of my head is, is uh, I would say, you know, Bob Backlund or uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Ronnie Garvin. I mean, mm-hmm. machines.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll put you on the spot for just a second because you brought up Bob sure. Backlund. And, and truth be told, one of my favorite all time matches is the match between him and the Iron Sheik. Uh, where the Iron Sheik defeated him for the world title. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't know why, but that, that match, to me, just was phenomenal, um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. especially the ending of it. So, putting you on the spot, uh, yep. give me, if you could think of any match that stands out in your mind as one of the greatest matches you've ever had the opportunity to watch, who's in it, and why. Oh, wow.
1: Hmm. i got a lot of those. I mean... I don't know if I can narrow it to one. I mean, I would guess some type of Iron Man match that goes forty-five minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Kurt Angle's been in a few of those good matches. Uh, Don Morocco, Bob Orton Jr. Oh, Paul Arndorf. the iconic cage match against Hogan. Whoever thought of that finish? Incredible. The Saturday Night Our Main
0: Event with the double, the double stop, yep. the double feet in the, the ground. Joey and Morella t- and uh, oh, who was the other referee? Uh, Joey Morella was one of them. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon, son. For those of you that did not yep. know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that was that was like a huge. That you know, was in kept co- secret. And here's the cool you know, part: there was clocks,
1: one on the left side, one on the right of your screen. And now, yeah. by the way, Paul Orndorff phenomenal athlete. He was the total package.
0: total package. Yes.
1: Wrestler, wrestler, mm-hmm. healer, baby face, the look, everything, the reputation. This man could pomo. go. If you, don't, if you don't believe this man could go and stretch somebody, i tell you to ask Vader, but you can't. <laughs> God rest
0: his soul. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and, and his promo's Because he didn't need Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan added to the character that was... Added flavor, right. Just like Don
1: Morocco don't need a a manager either. Same, same, yes. But didn't he have the Grand Wizard? Yes, and it was kind of cool, though. It was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: it worked, it worked. Yeah, but, you know, worked, you're right. Exactly. The, the promos of both of those guys were just phenomenal. They, they didn't need yeah. a, a, a second, but, but, but it added that, that extra flavor. And in a lot of ways, it made you hate him even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because and,
1: of the get, association. Getting back to those some of those matches, uh, like I said, uh, Bret Hart against Owen in Madison Square Garden. I remember that WrestleMania one.
0: WrestleMania uh, 10, I think. What's that? That's said uh, WrestleMania 10, I believe.
1: I, it possibly, yeah. I I don't remember. I mean, um, um, that was the
0: night was that, some... that Lex wrestled, and then Brett and Yokozuna. No, no, it wasn't Brett and Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. They, 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 Brett had to wrestle twice that night, and so okay. did, so did Yokozuna. I think is who it was. I don't. Okay. I don't remember.
1: There's um, there's been some good matches in, of course, in all Japan, Japanese. Jimmy Snuka's been involved in some of these iconic matches. Yeah, I mean, gosh, there's another iconic figure. at Promos, look, total package, total package.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I can't narrow it down to one. It's, it's, I'd, I'd have to sit and think and think. That would take a long time. But
0: I think I've mentioned some really winners. I, I, uh, I do, I do, I do. And that's not a boy on his name. Quit calling him the winner. No. Again, I'm, I'm just kidding with you, Barry. I'm just kidding. Oh, that's okay. all right. So. Let, let, I do want to talk to you. We're, we're slowly running out of time. We have got about forty five minutes or so left, but I want to talk to you a little bit about um, uh, the MMA because I'm a humongous UFC fan. I, I love the UFC. I missed the pay per view this past Saturday, uh, and, uh, but it's it's up on uh, Reddit, I believe, so I can go back and check it out. Sure. But, um, um, you know, talk to me. Talk to me about a little bit of the award for you to the UFC because you know when I first well, started watching the UFC there was no Dana right. White putting a million no. dollars into it. It was Dan Severn and Hoyce Gracie and yeah, Ken exactly. Shamrock putting on some fucking
1: just powerhouse fights. But, but uh, by the way, I got to meet Dan Severn at the Fort Hesterly Armory in Tampa. I don't know how what long a cool wonderful was. guy. Yeah, he is. He's really a cool guy. And so and another one is Ken Shamrock. He's really a um, fantastic athlete. Um,
0: you had to work with him in the WWE.
1: Yeah? Well, I, I ha- they gave me – he had a tryout match in Greensboro, North Carolina. It was just a, mm-hmm. a house show, and he came mm-hmm. in there and used a different name, and they gave him a tryout, Basically, okay. what that was. And that okay. was really cool, very respectful, and he, he did well for himself. He came back Intercontinental Champion. He's went back and forth to the UFC. I mean, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, you know, in the mm-hmm. UFC. I mean, yeah. it's just uh, – I like UFC – what motivates me, and I like to watch motivational things, it, it keeps, me, keeps me grounded. It keeps me, when I was wrestling, even more inspired. But now that I'm not, and I still, I still take it very serious if I'm doing my meet and greets or if I'm teaching, breaking down a match, or teaching somebody how to lock up or get into a, 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 the squared circle, um, it keeps me motivated. The, uh, the show, um, it's called Countdown. And basically what it is is it's a countdown. Let's just say, for instance, Hoist Gracie against uh, Matt Hughes uh, back in the day or Frank Mir against Brock Lesnar or the list goes on and on. Loda Machida against Anderson Silva, the countdown. And what is that? what it would show them was at home, their eating, their habits, uh, to the gym and everything. And I just liked it because I did that. I'm looking at – uh you know in their kitchen the vitamins on the back shelf and I've taken these things plus I'm a certified nutritionist so I'm into all that stuff and I'm going oh this is what they use when you see the bottles empty or they're um turned backwards orders tape over the of them they don't want to advertise them on TV cuz they can't, they can't do that um they have to get paid that's why in the movies you'll see somebody drinking a bud light or a nike product mm-hmm. they'll show them in the movies that's okay mm-hmm. but on your regular Normally, your regular shows, they won't do that, or they'll make it look like it's that, but it's not.
0: So anyway, I'm
1: I'm interested in that. I love to watch them train, uh, the grappling, the MMA itself, their eating habits, their weightlifting habits, uh, supplementation, um, family life, um, uh, different things. Uh, I I remember one time I was watching Michael Bisbing prepare, and he had – a portable hyperbaric chamber, which there's three kinds. There's there's the portable kind. There's one you could have built in your house, which I'm sure Tom Brady has one. And then there's one that I want to get. It's like a tent, and you put it on the top of your bed. And for those who are not familiar with hyperbaric chamber, it's the best, the awesomest thing for recovery, just for muscle recovery, that, and, of course, you know, uh, uh, bathing in ice ice, extremely cold water for inflammation, and what have you, and all your natural products like your fish oil and turmeric and boswellia. I can go on and on with these supplements. Uh, and all of this is legal. This is all just legal recovery. And, of course, your rest and eating properly and what have you, trying to uh, um, not stress the body or stress the mind plays a complete role in a complete athlete. And if you want to talk a complete athlete, the best, Kurt Angle. Why? He's a gold medalist in wrestling. I don't know anybody else that could say that. He's a gold medals in wrestling, and he did it with a with broken a, neck. With a broken neck. I mean, the man's yeah. phenomenal. He's a machine.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and still going and, strong. I, I know they said had his last match at WrestleMania, but I don't see it. I, I think he'll wrestle again. Yeah.
1: He's in fantastic shape. His promos are flawless. I'd never seen anybody from the amateur world, and he's beyond amateur. He's beyond AAU, NCAA, Big Army, Big Navy champion. He's a gold Olympic medalist Mm -hmm. to transition that quick and adapt and catch on that quick. Most of them can't, and they're just so-so. He Mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Phenomenal.
0: I think I think Brock Lesnar would be a good example of that. It took him a while to to transition from from Mm -hmm. you know what was he. He's also did well because he's. I mean, the man has been the WWE
1: champion a couple times and the UFC. That's a phenomenal feat. Think about it. Yeah, and he's very disabled. (laughs) Yeah, and plus he's got more money than
0: ever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, he has to. Yeah. So, but you know, getting back to you know kind of people that need uh that third or that second person, you know, he he kinda needs Paul Heyman. Uh he's not he's Oh yeah, he's, I know what you're he's saying. Intimidating yeah. and, and all that, but he lacks charisma, I think. It, it just he just never has had that connection, I think, with yeah things as far as just him by himself.
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean yeah. some guys don't have it all and I mean if that's you know uh, a dent in his armor. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It could no. be rectified. No. I mean, it matters about his ability, his look, everything else too. If he was missing all of the head, he probably wouldn't be there.
0: No, I, I agree. I agree, and and he certainly would not have been the guy to end the Undertaker's streak. Um, <laughs> which again, you gotta love the internet wrestling community. That that just sent them in a frenzy, uh, literally. Sure. Yeah people uh, people were threatening suicide over that it was oh, crazy God, I, I was that just is crazy, crazy. I mean, that's crazy yeah it yeah it, it, yeah, it really was the, when people mm-hmm. seen brock lesnar beat the undertaker it, it you would have thought the 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 second atomic bomb had been dropped it, it was yeah yeah. Well, yeah i hear you <laughs> it, 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 it was strange i I, I loved it i thought it was great i thought it, the story sure. was great i watched i watched the match you know, five or six times and mm-hmm. uh you know uh, that's who it needed to be. It made sense. Uh, sure, of course you know, it did. He he's going to be the guy that's going to carry the company for the next you know three, four, five years. However long he's been carrying it since then, mm-hmm. you know that needed to happen. And and, and just the mm-hmm. way they did it was great. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but getting back to the UFC, let let's talk about who, in my opinion, has to be the best Cinderella story the UFC has ever had in Conor McGregor. Um, he's he's recently had some allegations pop up on him for sexual harassment or some kind of sexual mm-hmm, indecency, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and as a result, he has um, quote unquote retired from the UFC world. In your opinion, you know, is he done? Uh, should he come back? Does he still have something to prove, or has he done it all?
1: In my opinion, I don't know the man. I'm not knocking him. That whole thing was handled. He he. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, too much, too soon. I've seen Mm -hmm. other people get that same type of push, if you will, or exposure and handle it. I don't see Randy Couture. I don't see Anderson Silva. Prime example, Anderson Silva. Yeah. uh, Hoyce Grayson. You you can't do this. You can't do what he did. First of all, he's a flash in the pan, and that's how you're Mm -hmm. going to be remembered. There's no legacy there. Um, Fantastic athlete, but... Things could have been avoided. Um, the outlandish promos, his style, everything—I I got no problem with that. But you're throwing a, a chair through a bus window, and it, it was just—it was crazy. And then uh, knocking somebody's cell phone out of her hand, and and now the new allegations, which I know nothing about until you mentioned them, and then the other guy too, which I got incredible respect for. I think he's the Russian and Khabib,
0: and and, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Naga. <laughs>
1: not a and I, I think he's Khabib. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I think he's like twenty-seven and zero. He hasn't been beaten,
0: if I'm not mistaken. Khabib, right? Uh, I think he's nineteen and zero. I think I think his last win over Connor gave him nineteen wins. I might be wrong on that. No, it I think it's,
1: no, I, no, no. I'm almost positive he's he's. He should be 25 or 26-0
0: as we speak. Mike, can you look could, that up for me real
1: you quick? You can look that up. Producer Check that out. That. But anyway, he was wrong too. After, now think about what I'm about to say here, and this is how you could put this in life too with road rage and what have you. Mm-hmm. And I know it's easier said than done, especially since I'm sitting here at my home and relaxing, and um, I'm not in the moment. But mm-hmm. you've got to try to control yourself. But after that, that was done, he beat Conor – all you had to do, you don't have to shake his hand. You can shake his hand. Get your ass back in that locker room. Instead, you attack his henchmen, his ring guys, all this. Now you've got a record. And then people are looking at you like a thug, like, oh, you're just another Mike Tyson or you're just another bad guy.
0: It could have been totally avoided.
2: Kahid Nermandoff is 27-0. All, right, all
0: right, there up. you go. Okay, good job. Don't question my ability. I- I- God. <laughs>
1: Ever.
0: Ever. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay.
1: But anyway, so, let- <laughs> so that, it Go could ahead. be these things could be avoided. Mm-hmm. Okay, you make mistakes. Brock's made a, a mistake on a pay per view with the cussing. Okay, he made amends. He apologized. He's still there. Everything's fine. Okay, but you can't be doing what Gregor does because. It's a shame because he could have made a lot more money. He can retire because of that fight with Floyd Mayweather. He made over, I don't know, he made oh, over. Yeah. Uh... So anyway, but what I'm getting at is now there's nothing to you. you. You need to do what Anderson Silva did and remained undefeated for years and years
0: and left and came back. He just fought, I think, last week. Yeah, and, and got beat. He did. I, I do he know did that. get he beat. Okay, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did win, but the the fight before that he lost, but he lost via decision uh, to, to, um, uh, and I can't remember his name, but this kid is a a huge up-and-comer, and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to to get that win, even via decision over Anderson Silva, and it's still being talked about today, uh, you know, six, seven months after the fight, as being probably one of the best, you know, uh, hand-for-hand combats between uh, that Anderson Silva has ever had, and that's thing a lot, you know, because I've watched mm-hmm. this man, and, and and he has changed since this point in time. He is no longer that cocky, uh, arrogant, no. I'm-going-to-drop-my-hands guy since Chris Weidman right, knocked right. him out. And, and that fight, that fight, Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva, that yeah. rocked. That rocked the MMA world. Uh,
1: yeah, sure that,
0: it did. That I that saw Anderson
1: Silver lost to Jared Conover. It was by TKL. That was his last match. So okay. there, there you go. So anyway, uh, so, this yeah. what I'm getting at, John, is this could be avoided. And and Connor's like a flash in the pan. What it last his fame, his fame, the fortune, his claim, the fame. Two years when it could have turned into probably
0: five to ten, and whatever you made, quadruple it. I can I it's can that, but you know Carter, Carter sh- in that, in that, Connor, in that short time that he was in, he had. 17, 18 fights, lost four of them. One was probably what I consider to be one of the best UFC fights ever against Nate Diaz. Uh, Nate I was just going to say, Nate Diaz beat his, a- he beat him, and that's, yeah. that's big. That's big. Yeah, both times, both times. Yeah. But the, and the, Nate, the fights, Nate Diaz, the Nate Diaz, and Nick are phenomenal. Oh, lord. I'd love to see those two hook it up. Not that that would just be a phenomenal fight. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Lord,
0: two brothers. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Oh. That that would be. It great. would be, uh, and they're yeah. they're in the same great class. So Dana White, mm. make it happen, goddammit. Well, let's do this. <laughs> let's, let's... <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's a money fight right there. Um, but you know, again, you know, when when you're dealing, and and that brings me back to can UFC. Be considered sports entertainment when you had these Conor McGregor type and Nate Diaz, especially Nate Diaz, because let's let's be real, Nate Diaz was Conor McGregor long before Conor McGregor ever thought about the Yeah, him yeah. Of God. And yeah. So I don't know.
1: think. Yeah, I'm not gonna the the MMA. I don't think Dana'll let it get like that. I mean, they have some music. I don't even think they have pyro or anything. He keeps it old school, which I like that, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, just leave it alone. It, it people like that. They if they want more, change the channel to WWE or what have you. That's all.
0: Well, and and I guess I asked that question because some of the press conferences that that have been had, you know, mm-hmm. especially between Khabib and Conor or Nate and Conor, and and I know mm-hmm. we keep using Conor as an example, but mm-hmm. he, let's be honest, he had some of the best promos ever in UFC. So, <laughs> so who better? Than well, uh, you know, also. When, when you consider those type of promos and at those types of press conferences, you know, you could have the argument there is some entertainment in it because nine times out of ten, there's going to be a confrontation and that's going to get people watching.
1: Well, yeah, that's to promote a fight. I mean, that's been going on since Ali, Cassius Clay, I mean, back to Cinderella Man. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, um, that's just way of selling a fight. There's nothing wrong with it. That's, that's It happens all walks of life, tennis, uh, bowling, football, what have you, but especially combat sports. You're just selling the fight. You just don't want to go crazy where people are going, okay, that's enough cartoon now, stop it.
0: Well, very, very true, very true. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite fights of all time has got to be from, I believe it was the very first UFC pay-per-view, and it was uh, Kim Shamrock and Royce Gracie. And mm-hmm. they went oh, yeah. forever. Uh, they mm-hmm. went forever. I think it was like mm-hmm. a 35-minute match or something mm-hmm. before they finally called it, uh, uh, something like that. Maybe even yep. no longer. Um, right. So, so that, that match in and of itself stands out for me It's probably one of the all-time greats as Mm -hmm. far as UFC. For you, are there any matches that that stand out or any competitors that stand out as being all-time greats? Um, You know, definitely we talked about Randy Couture and and the Chuck Liddells, um, Anderson Mm -hmm. Silva. Who else kind of stands out for you?
1: Okay, now when you're talking, are you talking for UFC or for for pro wrestling? UFC for the UFC. Well, standouts, I mean, there's a lot. um, I like uh, a lot of... uh, uh, Lota Machida's matches and Matt Hughes, uh, Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell. Uh, wow. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, Chris Wyman, Chris Chris, Chris Lieben, oh, uh, and, of course, Anderson Silva. Yeah. Um, there's one guy, and I can't, his name escapes me. Uh, he's been around a long time. He's retired now. Um, uh, Oh god, he started when he was like 17 or 18 and he was the UFC uh heavyweight champion. Um and he fought Anderson Silva and lost with that front kick to the face. Um I can't remember his name. I can't believe I can't because I'm pretty good with this stuff and uh
0: was he around? Griffin or uh, No,
1: not I uh, like Forrest Griffin, no. uh uh-uh. okay. This guy's been around before them. Okay. okay. Uh, always looked good, dark hair. Uh, he's oh, he's Brazilian. Um, I can't. Think. Oh, I don't know. I can't think.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. can't I can remember but... that fight. I can't remember that fight off the top of my brain.
1: Yeah, Geez. Vitor okay. Belfort. Seems like
0: I'm a... Vitor yeah, Belfort. Bell- I...
1: Thank you, Vitor okay. Belfort.
0: Vitor, yeah,
1: yeah, phenomenal.
0: He was badass. badass. Bad so was Frank Mir. You know, and, and I, I'm I'm honored that I got to referee Frank Mir's first professional wrestling match against Dan Severn. That was just so cool. Dude. Oh my God! Especially wow. with like it, it made me a nervous wreck because literally up in the balcony, Steven Regal and Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley for you Independence fans now, um, <laughs> were up in the balcony <laughs> watching the match. Dude, you you will be surprised at how many people will know me. His name is John Moxley. Whatever. The the guy in the WWE, yeah so but yeah they they were watching that match and it was so cool to get some feedback from William Regal and from Dan Severn but to be a part of Frank Mir's first professional match was just so cool and we'll be having Frank Mir on in a few a uh, few more weeks we're we're just we really? it out so yeah yeah Frank Mir's gonna come on and join us so I'm really looking forward to that and I think we're gonna Interesting. think we will on Dan Severn too so
1: oh that's uh, awesome fantastic. fantastic.
0: Quick, quick side story about Dan. Uh, the day, uh, the first day of WrestleMania week, and this is when all that happened. Um, I, I got to meet with him before the match, and uh, was telling him, you know, I've got a lot of memories watching you early UFC days with my dad. And sooner mm-hmm. uh, I got that sentence out, he's like, you know, I hear a lot of guys tell me, you know, they have great memories with their dad, or dad's no longer here. And I stopped him. I said, no, my dad's still alive. And mm-hmm. he, uh, he volunteered. He said, hey, let's take a picture for your dad right now. And uh, Mm -hmm. so right then, while we were getting ready for the show, he he snapped a picture with me, and I sent it to my dad, and it turned out that that would be the last picture of me that my dad ever saw. Oh, wow. Um, When was this? This this was when my dad passed away April 6th. Oh, this uh, is recent. Yeah, this was just last month. Oh, wait a minute.
1: Okay, now, wait a minute. You're telling me that—okay, I'm getting a little lost here. You're telling me that Dan Severn went against Frank Muir
0: in a pro wrestling match two months ago? Yes, sir. April fourth at what? Josh Barnett, at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Yes, sir. Where? At Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. It is part of a uh, a thing called the Collective up in Jersey City, New Jersey, where uh, which was just a little bit away from where all the WrestleMania stuff was happening. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you know this or not, uh, but next year when WrestleMania comes to your area, it's yeah. it, it's going to be oversaturated with professional wrestling. There, there's going to be a show every night that week. Oh yeah.
2: YouTube.
0: Well, I'm already, I'm already booked at. Oh. I'm already locked in for that week. Yeah, it, it's it, there. There is so I, I'm going to be there. I look forward to it. Um, yep. Um, I'll be and, there. I was to New right. this past year, so. But yeah, Frank just, here and Dan Sebman just recently wait a, thought you could. Go
1: ahead. I did not know that. I didn't know. First of all, I didn't. I don't even know how old um, Dan Severn is, and I didn't know if he was still in shape and still going. And then I didn't
0: know Frank Mir knew how to be a pro wrestler. Well, this was his first uh, pro match, and it wasn't. It, it was more of a, a work shoot. More of like a yeah, it was more of a work um, You know, okay. there, were, there were there were no ropes on the ring. Um, it was uh, just okay. in the pose. Um, but you know, this was considered to be Frank Mir's first professional wrestling match. Uh, and it was against Dan Severn. Um and you can wow. find that. Uh I believe uh what, Mike, what is the name of that website it's on? Smart Mark I'm Michael. Michael. I'm Okay, yeah. I, well I wasn't sure if it's a smart mark or if they used uh the what is the other one? Um Fight yeah. T V. Fight yeah, Fight T V. That that's the one. Yeah, I think it's on Fight T V. Uh you can get it for like ten bucks. You know, watch the Okay. Whole thing. and blood sports? And how did the match go? Um, it was two or three minutes. It wasn't very long. It wasn't very two long. two or three minutes. Yeah, it, it was. It was a very, very quick match. Oh very God. quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it may. It may have gone a little longer. Mike, you watched that show. How long would you say it went?
1: Five and a half minutes, maybe.
0: Okay. There you go. Okay. And, there you go. And who won the match? Uh, Frank. Frank Miller.
1: And how did he win it?
0: Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was. What did he hit him with a knee to the head? No, no, he tapped him out. Uh, put him in a leg lock.
1: Right, that's what I thought. Yeah, he's real yeah, good with the leg locks.
0: Yeah, he put him in. He put him in a leg lock, and and uh, Dan tapped out. Interesting. So,
1: so I, I was, was kind of surprised did, they put him both.
0: How did yeah? How did both of them look physically? Uh, Frank Mir was looked phenomenal. Dan Seven did too, considering his age. Uh, you know, because I know he's he's got to be in his sixties now. Um, yeah, he's got to so be. Or close, he to may it. be late sixties. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to, I don't want to age the man, surely, because I don't want to make him sure. mad and not do my show. But I don't know how old <laughs> Frank Mir is. Uh, but Frank, uh, Frank, I believe in his thirties, early forties, I believe. But Frank yeah, appears to be in phenomenal shape. Phenomenal shape. Um, wow. Uh, and uh, actually, I spoke with him two weeks after, and he was on a cruise doing uh, doing some promo stuff. So he's he's been real busy since leaving. The yeah, United. he's not with UFC anymore. No, no, he's uh he he's really pushing his pro wrestling career. So. Oh, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, he's really trying to break what? out. and, and do, some, do some pro wrestling stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And, and but you know you're seeing that a lot lately. You know, Sean, uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, I'm yep. sure Travis Brown might be taking. You know, after uh, after him and Ronda have a baby, might might you know go through the NXT uh, NXT performance of the WWE Performance Center. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, interesting. Again, Conor McGregor's making you know making rounds and being talked about as coming into the WWE, um, and and uh, now Frank Mir, um, Dan Severn, yeah. who certainly was a crossover, Ken Shamrock. You're hearing this more and more and more and sure, more. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Um, uh, of of the crossover and and vice versa, pro wrestlers going to become uh, UFC fighters. Certainly, Bobby Lashley, Dave Bautista have both. Yep. Uh, have both done great things in the MMA world. Um, Maybe not Bobby so much, and and I'm not real familiar with his MMA career, I'll be honest. Well, I know I I watched Dave Bautista's uh, first fight, and he looked phenomenal. mm -hmm. So, uh, And then CM Punk, who, you know, uh, that... (laughs) I I, I definitely don't want to knock him, because, you know what, he did not have to go fight, he chose to go fight, and... Mm -hmm. For all intents and purposes, I'd say, knowing CM Punk the way I know CM Punk, he he did give it his all. He lost, and and you know that that is yeah. what it is. So yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens with him in the future. But sure, you know, both both ways, you're, you're, there's crossover both ways, and and, and there's even talks that there are some interpromotional promotional things happening between the UFC and Dana White and the WWE with Vincent Man.
1: Um, hmm. Now,
0: whether or not there's any truth to that, you know, yeah. that's being very, very tight-lipped and, and, and sure. kept under wraps. But sure. you know, at the at the time that Ronda Rousey appeared at WrestleMania 34, she was still, if I'm not mistaken, under UFC contract. Um, so mm, I don't know. You know, and and quite certainly, uh, when Brock Lesnar fought Mark Hunt, he was under World Wrestling Entertainment's contract. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there there are definitely some some workings going on there. Uh sure. Just to the extent is what's being kept so secret. Now I um, have a quick question. I just yeah. want to know are are we go are we live right now or are we taped? <laughs> no, no, no. We're taping all of this. This is all okay. tape, and, and we're gonna. There, there'll be some you know because we've had some dead spots and now this you know so so there'll be some editing right. done. It'll be So weird. you edit? Uh, okay. Let yeah. me just answer. Well, you. I don't. I, I don't. I didn't like know how. I didn't know how long we were doing this
1: interview. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I meant to ask you uh, before because a lot of yeah. a lot of guys say either they'll go as long as you want or 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I didn't know how long we were going.
0: Yeah. I I thought I had told you, maybe I didn't. Generally, we go about 90 minutes, uh sometimes longer. Really? Yeah, okay. it just depends on yeah, it just depends on how how well it's going. Um and yeah. believe it or not, we're we're almost at the 90-minute mark, so we're, we're I know we out. are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, at so, 90. Uh, yeah,
1: that'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I thought I had told you
0: if I didn't, I apologize. No,
1: I didn't hear you, and I wasn't sure. I said if this is taped, I could ask these questions because you'll just edit yeah. out the dead spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay.
0: no problem. That's all. No problem. Okay. So um, let, let's transition now into you know your traveling life uh, when you were oh, yeah. you know in, in the industry and doing a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if I get too personal here, I apologize, but you know, were no you married? Problem. Do you have children? Um, and and if so, how did that? How did being on the road so often affect your at home life?
1: Well, I, I I told my wife uh, when uh, she met me and it was an understanding and it worked out well. Uh, I've been married 32 years. I have a 25-year-old son. That's and blessing. uh rather Yeah, and it's thank you. And it's uh it's it's did well. Have a good wife and good son and they're very understanding and um um it just worked out well. Mm-hmm. Good things will work out well if you work
0: at them. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that's 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 amazing, you know, especially in the professional wrestling industry, and you know, I oh I know, using, I'm story. only five years into my first and only marriage, um, but you know, you you hear mm-hmm. stories all the time, certainly of mm-hmm. you know um, people infidelities and and defenses, oh yeah, et cetera, Sure. and, and they hear sure. that they're... You know, to hear that there are, you know, great relationships out there is just, it's so warming to me. And and it restores a little faith in humanity as well because you just just don't hear it, especially in our industry. So Mm -hmm. um, that's amazing uh, that you all were able to get through, you know, just constantly Mm -hmm. being on the road. Um, Yeah. WWE, uh, I feel, and, and again, this is just my personal opinion kind of jumped the shark with you after the the body goddess deal with the mm-hmm. uh they they kind of gave you the stereotypical Jewish character type uh mm-hmm. thing and mm-hmm. and I felt like at the time I got it, you know, now looking back, you know, do you feel like, you know, maybe that was a little risque, uh nope. to to bring to bring your personal religion into your character? Nope, not at all. No, because
1: it hasn't been done that way, and I enjoyed it, and it added color to my character, and um, in a proper manner, uh, uh-huh. in a respectful manner, and it wasn't overused or underused. So I thought it was appropriately done.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If other than yourself, and and, <laughs> and I say that wholeheartedly and joking somewhat, uh, other than yourself, if you could pick, if you could pick next year's Hall of Fame class, who would you put in it?
1: Uh, I would put – wow, I don't – I can't think of uh, – <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, I don't. Let me let me don't. ask you an
0: easier question. Do you think and, – and, and this is kind of just for my own ego, but do you think yeah. – <laughs> being a referee – but do you think uh, referees and ring announcers – now, Howard Finkel is certainly in the, the Hall of Fame uh, – but do you think referees such as David Earl Hebner, Tommy Young – uh Charles Robinson most certainly, Brian Hildebrand or Mark Curtis, however you may know him. Um, do you think those type referees deserve a spot of recognition in the WWE Hall of Fame?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And
1: especially uh and Joey Morella for yeah, sure. Joey
0: Morella as well. Um,
1: um So why, yeah, why do you
0: think it is that they don't that that Vince doesn't recognize um <laughs> wholeheartedly referees?
1: You know, I have no idea Um, what I don't understand is, uh, you're going to have kid rock and you're going to have Bob Euchre and a lot of other people that have nothing to do with pro wrestling in the hall Mm -hmm. of fame. Uh, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense at all. If you want to add some glitz and glamor, keep, keep it in your genre, you know, the hall Mm -hmm. of fame in Canton for the NFL, you know, I'm not there or. Vince isn't there, or Hulk Hogan's not there. So, And I understand okay. you want to keep it, I don't know, you want to keep it different, but I just, I, I believe, it, I like the referees there uh, in the Hall of Fame. I, I like that idea. Um, without being too narcissistic, or, or narcissistic, excuse me, I think I should be there.
0: I agree. I agree. I think, I mean, you, and, um, I think you and the Brooklyn Brawler both, uh, have a a Let's not go overboard now.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute!
1: <laughs> now hold now, on. Now, come on. Steve Steve is a great guy. I love Steve. I would say Barry man. Horowitz. I would say Barry Horowitz and I would say uh there's, there's others uh I mean um I am trying to just think of different people that I don't know uh Somebody I, I don't know
0: funny but... I that Tom Brandy should be there. I, I think who? Tom? Branding. Really? Tom Brandy. Okay. He should be where? In the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, he was he'd he my talent for w, uh, WCW. Now
1: I'm Gonna have to give you a big no on that one. <laughs> now if you want to do that, why don't you get the real Patriot Dell Wilkes in there? Oh that's okay. the real that's the real Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm surprised he's not in. Uh,
1: especially yeah. con- his, well, I don't think he was there long enough, but I don't think it matters with Vince. I, I don't know how that no, – I,
0: mean, I, I really don't know how that Royal, Hall of Fame works. Well, class should be enough. Huh? What's that? His, his, his time in uh, Dallas should, that, that uh, was the precursor to his WWE days should have been uh, considered. I mean, when you think about it, none of the Von Erickson were with the WWE for very long. Uh, Kerry was yeah. there, what, a year? Uh, Maybe certainly their inter yeah he was certainly inter- he was certainly their intercontinental champion I, but I don't did the I don't w- was his WWE run a Hall of Fame worthy run I don't believe so but they abducted the entire Von Erich family be based upon you know mm-hmm. good stuff in Dallas so no I don't think he has to I don't think that's a, a predominant issue prevents as to whether or not you you spent a lot of time with his company
1: yeah I don't. I don't know his thought process on that. I don't know if he's the the last one to – or they have a committee or what have you, but you know how many people on my Facebook page and people just around my hometown or when I travel, how come you're not in the Hall of Fame? Uh, Some are joking. Some really mean it. Most of them really mean it. And you know what my honest answer is? I said I have no idea as Vince McMahon. And And I mean that. I have no idea. I mean, I have no I, – I think I have the resume and the qualifications of being there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other people there that I'm um, just as equal to, and then there's people that I don't get why they're there. Uh, nothing against Kid Rock, but you're there and Bob Euchre and
0: I, I don't know who else is
1: yeah, there. I that. get
0: Bob Eucher. He he had a pretty prominent role in WrestleMania three. Okay, that. okay, all right, four. I'll go with five. that. You know, he, okay. he, he was – he was used by by events, uh, you know, for WrestleManias or whatever. So I get, okay. I get a Bob view. I get, okay, Kid Rock. But but Kid Rock, his only claim to the WWE is I think he did one Monday Night Raw, and I think I think he did a WrestleMania, but it may have been another pay per view. But, but that's, wow, that's, that's, that's I mean that's just. Again, that's just that's a, a minute one. in
1: the wrestling business—a minute.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that yeah, might. We're yeah. gonna put Kid Rock in, put Kevin Federline in. Didn't he do two Raws? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, which you know, the, 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 you know next uh, we're gonna, next we're gonna
1: put uh, David Arquette in there for being the WCW World Champion.
0: Now, now here, this is true. David Arquette is is slowly building a following on the indie circuit. He slowly, yeah. and and. Uh, I, I, I kid you not, he is not half bad. Uh, Deathmatch wrestling is not his style. He almost died in one. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I seriously he thought that was going to kill him. Um, but he freaked out. Is what happened. He got he got cut and he freaked out. And um, um, when um, that happened, he he started trying to shoot on the other guy. The other guy shot back and well, pinned him. Shot, shot pending, I, and he got out of the ring. So I don't think he.
1: I don't think he needs to be. I'm, I'm sure he's. I don't know his finances, but I'm sure he did well. And,
0: and no, and it's funny to... you bring that up because there's actually a video uh, circulating the internet right now where a fan says, "Why are you doing this anyway?" Or you're doing this because you're broke. And he shouts back at them, "Bitch, I have friends' money, <laughs> so he's he's not hurting for money. It's not a money. No, issue. right. So
1: you know, it's just like you know, some some actors and actresses." They uh, country music singers, they've achieved everything. They've got a ton of money, and they want to keep active. So they they uh, decide to make a foundation or they're yeah. uh, into uh, uh, pet sanctuaries and what have you, which is good. <laughs> it's better than sitting around looking at yourself or getting old and, and just sitting around, which is not good for you. And yeah. um, so, you know, um, I don't know, to each his own, but – David Arquette, being the WCW world champion, makes about as much sense as a one-legged fireman kicking down a screen door in a submarine.
0: That has got to be the greatest analogy ever used on this show, and I've had Billy Jack Haines on, so. <laughs>
1: wow, I like Billy.
0: I do too, but let me tell yep. you. yep. And and Mike, my producer just heard this show because it was it was actually recorded quite a few years back. The Ooh. first 15 minutes of this show, I learned more about Billy Jack than I ever <laughs> thought I would know. Uh, and and right. I'm talking stuff about his childhood, stuff about his uncle that probably the general public doesn't need to know. Um, right, you know, just just it, it was just crazy. Crazy right. and I had back then it was live, and we had callers, and the callers mm-hmm. gave him nine mm-hmm. kinds of hell. Uh, it was it was just yeah yeah. I you the interview, and you can listen to it when you have some free time, and I guarantee sure. you, you will laugh sure. through the whole thing. You'll just be like, what? Oh I I, yeah, Billy's funny, and I haven't seen him in years. But before I forget something,
1: if you don't mind me saying this, I'm sure you sure. may remind me, but I just want to say I'm new to Facebook. I've only been there two weeks, and fans could um, could check it out. And uh, any promoters or anybody looking for Barry Horowitz as far as for mentoring, for meet and greets and what have you, that that's uh, I have a, a friend. He's actually my agent, and he takes care of it. The only reason I don't do it personally, this is what he does for a living, and he's very good at it. And I don't, and I'm not good at it, and I'm burnt out on the Internet, so – Basically, he answers for me, unless it's something really obscure and technical or something that he needs to um, address to me, so he'll get in touch with me. And if it's a legit promoter, he'll have him get in touch with me. Uh, otherwise, uh, it is not me, and it's, I'm not trying to fool the fans or anything, and I proofread everything, and I have other followers and friends that look at it, and they're telling me it's unbelievable, and I'm not trying to put myself over, but I was just told by the Patriot, Del Wilkes, that – I guess they posted something, a story, or Ken Shamrock, and he says anytime they post something, Barry, on your Facebook, you get 400 to 800 likes instantly. I said, wow. That's I, nice. I I, amazing. Yeah. I did not know that. And then other people have been telling me about my Facebook, so I – I, you know, better late than never, you snooze, you lose, but I should have jumped on this uh, wagon a long time ago, but like I said, better late than never. So I just <laughs> wanted to get everybody. that out there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, probably. I'm at there at WWE. I'm also on a segment of Where Are They Now. Also barryharwitz.com MrTechnical.info. So I'm, I'm all, and I'm all over YouTube. So, so yeah. I just thought I'd get that out there if people don't know. And and nowadays you don't have to just go Google my name and it'll go right to my Wikipedia and everything else about my, uh, just about my life in sports and pro wrestling.
0: Well just just for our knowledge since you brought up Wikipedia did you write your own Wikipedia or or did somebody that actually knows your history like somebody knows Wikipedia? my
1: history wrote that for me and they actually okay. updated it recently cuz the the month of my uh uh birthday was wrong or something they corrected it for me I said oh thanks so okay. yeah okay. yeah just, well, that's
0: actually where that's actually where I got your Florida state stuff on so right now that's I, yeah I, I, there I is enjoy. some there is some stuff out there
1: that's false, like there's like a Barry Horowitz, there's some Barryhorowitz.com or Facebook, and it's not me, and these are just jokesters, and I don't put that over, I mean, if you want to do that, okay, fine, I mean, if you want to be a wannabe, you know, I mean, that's that's fine, I'm I, you know, as long as it's not costing me any legal issues or family issues, I mean, it's not funny, I don't do it, and I don't even have the time to, to,
0: to cuss you out or anything, I, I I got bigger, I got bigger fish to fry. Right. Right. Well, my final question for you before we get into all the plugs of where people can find you, etc., is it actually has to do with a song that apparently (laughs) uh, has been recorded uh, without your knowledge. And I have not listened to this song. I am going Mm -hmm. to listen to the song just to see what it's about Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and all that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But but what's the story behind this whole thing? Well, without going into
1: a big thing about it, because, number one, It's just stupid. The whole thing is stupid. Um, Basically, you got a rapper that's using uh, his first CD, was the name of the title track, song Barry Horowitz, You're Using My Images, Me, the WWF logo, and what have you. I mean, I guess what they thought was it was okay, and if they didn't, they go, well, he's not going to do nothing about it. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not John Cena. He's not Edge or Christian. Well, first of all, don't do that. And don't mistake kindness for weakness with me. Right. Um, yeah. I'm not going to take my hard-earned money and try to sue somebody and lose a lot of money if I'm not gaining. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, It's an ignorant thing to do. Um, would you do this to um, Steven Tyler of Aerosmith? Would you do mm-hmm. this to John Fogerty? Would you do this to Randy Owen of Alabama? Would you do this to Randy Travis? Would you do this to Elvis, the Beatles? Would you? No, you wouldn't because you're a spot picker. You're picking your spot. Mm-hmm. And it's just um, – it's. Uh, I don't agree with it, and what I should have did was jumped on the lawyer bandwagon when it first happened, and I didn't. I recently pursued it, and I don't think um, it's, it's going to happen, but that won't happen again. And if there's any more repercussions, anything from anybody else or anything, I will jump on it immediately and have all my ducks in a row. Um, it's just uh, – Nothing has damaged me or anything. If anything, it gave me great publicity, so thank you for the free publicity. And it could have went further if you handled it more professional. Right. And yeah. I think you work for a big firm or a big uh, recording studio and what have you. I'm not going to even mention the guy's name. I don't want to put him over. He doesn't need mm-hmm. the exposure. Yeah, that's why I
0: didn't. I, I didn't. No, Cause you don't need to, to it, because it. Yeah.
1: at the end of the day, if you said his name or Barry Horowitz, I am more relevant to this day. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, and yeah.
0: I, i would never actually heard of the guy. Uh, and I, I never, never heard of him until, until that. Uh, you know, well, Art, I, I Art. didn't even know the song existed until I found it on. Uh, I think you had a post about it, or somebody had posted on your page about it.
1: Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and then I like it, you know, if you don't say nothing, nothing happens, and if you do say something, which, if I did say something, it wasn't detrimental, and even if it was, I'm not making threats or anything, or anything of that, then people get on you,
0: that, that's, Mm -hmm. any
1: type of public figure, no matter what you do, you're wrong,
0: Right. and
1: by the way, when I think of rappers, I think of people like Eminem, Tupac, uh, um, Iggy Azalea, uh, Cardi B, I think of relevant, rich people, that know what they're doing, okay? Uh, Jay-Z, does, does Kanye.
0: 69 come to your mind? Say that again? Uh, is it Takish 69? Is that what he calls himself, the, the the rapper that just went to prison?
1: I have no idea.
0: I don't keep up with that. Yeah.
1: So I just know the, I know the popular ones cause some of their stuff I do like, but you know, my forte and my favorite is country music. So,
0: mm-hmm. but I, I hear
1: some of the stuff I, 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 um, what, uh, Adam Levine did one, um, um, uh, about girls and he's got rappers in it that he, and it's a pretty cool song. I like it. Maroon five. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. So I like stuff like that. Cause Cardi B's in there and, uh, it's cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, Drake and what have you. These are talented musicians that, you know, they 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 know what they're doing. Yeah,
0: right. yeah. So that's all. Okay, all right. Well, you yeah. plugged your uh, you plugged your Facebook. Page. Oh, I, I did I, everything. <laughs> I can't I can't thank you enough for your time. man. what a wonderful time I've had with you. Just yeah, crazy. appreciate it very much. I've, I've got to get you. I've got to get you back on when sure. Uh, we do one of our famous panels and, and, and get your opinion on unionized wrestling and a lot of other hot topics. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, definitely want to have you back on and we'll, we'll get that scheduled. Uh, oh well, yeah. In the month. I so, do want to say uh,
1: Oh yeah, thank you. I wanted to say in closing uh, John that there is a lot of great wrestlers out there,
0: but Barry Horowitz it's,
1: wrestles great.
0: Amen. You can't beat that. All right. Just wanted Ladies to and gentlemen, you all right. Well, thank you again for your time, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. I believe next week we're going to do uh, Reed Bentley. We'll be with us. The uh, mm-hmm. the franchise, I believe, is what he calls himself now. I can't. Do oh, that, well. but one half of the rejects. <laughs> we had we had John Wayne Murdoch on last a uh, couple weeks ago. Last week we'll, we'll have Reed. We'll have his tag team partner Reed Bentley on next week. So mm-hmm. definitely look forward to that. And until then, you have been listening to what is considered, without a shadow of a doubt, the best kept secret. It's Sports Entertainment Podcasting today, The Real Side of Wrestling. I'm your host, John Gray. We'll see you soon. Mike, we clear? Yep. All right. Barry, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, John. That was, Mike. That was great. Thank you so very yeah. much, man. Really. Well, oh, you uh, both were
1: was... great, looking up stuff and everything was awesome. Sure.
2: Thanks. Yeah. Come on.
0: Yeah. 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 Where <laughs> are you where where are you guys right now doing this? Uh, I'm at my house, I'm at my apartment in Alabama, he's in Oh, okay. Office. Oh, I see. Okay, very good. That's pretty cool. Very good. Mm-hmm. And generally, we, we do this over Skype, uh, which I know you're right. stuck in technology, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, will, uh, it, it will take a little bit longer for the editing on this, um, sure. but uh, as soon as it's released, we'll, we'll shoot it over to you and get it up on your page and stuff, but it'll probably oh, be. It'll probably be uh, late next week or the beginning of the that's week fine. after that. That's cool. Uh, we problem. Mike, Mike just had his 11th child. We need to find him a hobby. Um, <laughs> oh, my okay. God.
2: Wow. Dang. <laughs>
0: Time to I, buy a I TV, Mike. That's
2: yeah. That's <laughs>
0: I give him nine times of hell over that, but I love him to death, man. Uh, he, I, this podcast would not go without Mike, and um, the work that he puts in is just phenomenal. What, um, what part of New York does Mike live in? I'm in upstate,
2: uh, about an hour north of Utica.
1: Oh, yeah. I like it up there. It's, it reminds me of the country. I, I loved wrestling. I, I've wrestled in Utica, Ithaca, Syracuse, Rochester, yep. Jamestown, uh, Elmira.
2: Yeah, I've seen you uh, you in Utica (laughs) and Syracuse before Russell, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. When I was on that New York thruway after I got tickets for speeding from the state (laughs) troopers that wouldn't loosen up on the ticket because I couldn't see them hiding back in the day, Uh, I would look at the farmland and so forth, and I'd go, oh, my God, this is awesome. I'm not in New York. I'm in the country. Yeah, I'm waiting. i I'm seeing seeing dairy towers and everything in farmland. It was awesome. Loved it.
2: Yeah, I live way up in the country. The
1: town I live in has a population of I think it's a pretty good sized town but the population is hundred and
2: thirty five. Are
0: you serious?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I'm way I, way up. I'm I mean really like plateau. I
0: don't I don't I don't have very many more than that in my town. I live in a town of seven hundred and fifty. Wow. Yeah. That's I moved cool. I moved from Mobile, Kentucky at a place of over a million to a town with less than a thousand. I like it. Now,
1: this town that's hundred and thirty five, you said, Mike. What uh, is the name of the town? West Lydon. West Lydon? Yes. Yep. So what's it got, one stoplight, one diner? Uh, one this- d- d- diner closed, and <laughs> there's, there's uh, one caution light. That's what I yeah. thought. And everybody knows everybody. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Pretty there's, pretty there's, cool. Not a single, there's, there's not a single light in my town. So, both of you... What is the closest store, Walmart or Sears or a mall or a uh, Walgreens? What's what, the closest? You'd like you, you to go an hour for any of those. The closest for me is the gas station about a half hour away.
0: Holy uh, for crap. me, uh, the closest gas station is about 15 minutes away. The closest Walmart is about 20.
1: Yeah. So okay. Walmart, you've got to go about an hour and 20 for, for a city. God, I'm absolutely. pretty far up in the plateau where it gets to that's really spring Yeah, we do, yeah. Wow, that's cool. I I admire that. I like it. I think it's awesome. I lived in a small town for 10 years, Springfield, Tennessee, 30 miles outside of Nashville. It was small. Um, I don't think it was small as yours, Mike. As far as John goes, um, it may have been that. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not positive, but it was pretty cool. The only thing bad about small town. Everybody knows your business and everybody knew I was a wrestler and back then when I was there I was a heel and and nobody would talk to me too much there. Right. I think I was approached one time somebody tried to embarrass me in a Kroger store that didn't go over well and uh, just everywhere I went people, they were just a little standoffish but I think they respected me but at the same time a little bit of jealousy and um, that's the only thing I don't like about a small town, but otherwise I, I like them. Sure. I like them. I, I they're cool. They're nostalgic. I just I'm, I'm into that. I watch a lot of shows, um, movies and stuff. Anything based in Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, Missouri, Georgia, those small town things or sitcoms, anything. I love it. I could just, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. And that kind of relaxes me too.
0: You know, I'm mad now because you just brought up something that I wish we could have talked about on the air, and that was. Well, the, next time. Uh, What's that? Uh, and I, think you and I, I think you and I actually talked about it off the air, and that's, you know, like being a true heel when you're not in the ring, you know, like Rick Rogers. You know, I told you the story of, you know, meeting Rick Rogers at a restaurant. He's like, get away know. from me, kid. You
1: know? Oh, yeah. Well, that's Rick, number one. Number two, back in the day. You don't need to do that anymore because I hate to say it, and I know we're off air, but trying to fool the people. Those days are over. k is dead. Everything. Just enjoy it and go with it, and you're, you'll have a better conversation than defending it, and you'll be there two hours and possibly get in a confrontation. It's ridiculous. It's There's no reason for it. And plus, some of these people, uh, some in the small towns, they still do believe it's a shoot, so you can go with that, but some of the people are smart, and you're almost embarrassing
0: yourself and them by defending it. Yeah, yeah. So, i I, I tell you just how big... Independent wrestling has become very, and I did not realize this until recently. You know, again, I live in a little bitty town, 100 and you know, 730 people, and in the county right. we've only got about, in the county we've only got about 4,000 maybe less. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and the county covers five townships. Okay, mm-hmm. well I was right. I was at my I was at my wife's work. She works at a gas station one town over, and uh, I walked in. I was wearing my GCW shirt, which is a, a company out of the Northeast, uh, mm-hmm. out of New Jersey. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that I currently work for. And this, this you know uh, 20-something-year-old kid come up and was like, hey, didn't I just see you on iPay-Per-View last week? And I was like, yeah, you know, I work for this company, and you know, blah, blah, blah. But it was mm-hmm. so surprising that even down here in little bumfuck Alabama, people right. knew who a Game Changer Wrestling was, and they're located in... You know, yeah. New Jersey and Chicago, and you know, you know comes out. So it, it just yeah. It's just grown, it. yeah. Right. You know, and because yeah. of the, the internet and social media. That's the only reason. So. Yeah, but you know, that that was that was kind of kind of surreal. You know, to not only be recognized in a, in a little bitty town, but sure, the fact that they they had seen me for a company that is nowhere near here, um, made mm-hmm. it even cooler. So yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So, but yeah, that's cool I'm too. Kidding. At the same time, no, it totally. Is. So all right. Well, uh, I, I've got to go. Uh, I had an issue come up while we were actually on the air with uh, a book that I ordered. Apparently, they canceled my order, but they did not refund my money. So <laughs> oh, I've geez. got to deal with this. Okay. Uh, yeah, I need to get going too. Uh, yeah, but thank you so much, Barry. I will be in touch with you, uh, and certainly, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, a few other podcasters will be. Sure. On Sounds awesome. That all right, well guys, I appreciate all it. All right, have guys. A
2: yep. Have a good night.
1: All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for oh, everything okay. Thanks. and All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Thank guys. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.